we know a lot of uh, faces in the room, but I don't think we've actually shared our testimony with you guys. Like, who here has heard our story? Yeah, I didn't think. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, well, you have. Yes. Well, we won't be telling our whole story because no, we'll, that we're would gonna be We're going to tell longer. our love story. This is the couple's banquet. Yes. Uh, both John and I, we have been Christians. Uh, we came to know the Lord at young ages. We grew up in Christian families, and I can pinpoint the time when I gave my life to Christ as like uh, actually for real. <laughs> right? Um, but we want to tell you a few stories of God's faithfulness in how he brought us together and in and things that he's done in our married life. So I'll let John take it away. I'll start. Okay. Well, because it's Valentine's, we'll, we'll start with how our star- story started. So um, it's kind of like... It's like a movie. It's like a movie. It, it is. There's the... Uh, there's the start where the, the two main characters are, are at odds, and then there's this great friendship, and then there's the betrayal, oh, and the misgivings, no. And then, uh, and then the, uh, the, the truth comes out, and there's a reunion, and it ends with a wedding, so. It's just like a movie. Yeah, so there you go. So, Randy, you can come. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. No. um, So, our story does begin kind of typically at Bible college, but not typically because we weren't friends there. We did not like each other. We had all the same friends, uh, but we specifically remembered not wanting to know each other. Yeah, so kind of harsh. So it's not but, your bridal school story. It was, we did not. But what was interesting, though, is we were both immersed in music there. And so we had, we were on the same choir. We had the same musical friends. We took the same music classes. We knew who each other we were. We would both this be in the practice rooms in the basement, practicing our instruments for real in different rooms. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, because we weren't even friends at that time. And, uh, and, but we weren't enemies, but I could, you could say we tolerated each other. That would be, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, Bible college finishes for me. Crystal, ha- Crystal had already done, that was her second year when, uh, when we uh, were there together. And it was summer. And so I get this call. Crystal calls me and she says, uh, hey, do you want to be part of a worship team that we're uh, that I'm going to be leading at a wedding that we were both going to. We were both going to this wedding. And so I was like, oh, man. Okay, well. Okay, all right. Okay, okay, okay. I'll do this. I'll do this. Okay, fine. And so this wedding was three and a half hour drive away. And in so Yorkton. It was in Yorkton. I'd never been to Yorkton. And it was like, many many years later since I came since we came back so it's kind of a that's kind of a weird little twist in there but it was in Yorkton and uh and so we start this trip and there's two other two other of your friends in the van and uh through this three and a half hour okay yeah through this three and a half hour um trip uh Crystal was uh interacting with her friend Tim and uh, and it was just, I I had this opinion of her before, and it w- it just it wasn't 
it wasn't very good. And I, it just, when, when I saw them interacting, it was like, what? It was like I was seeing the other side of her. She wasn't acting any differently. Like, it wasn't like there was a change in her, but I realized that there was, a, there was another, I was seeing who she really was for the first time. And I liked it. It was, uh, it was quite entertaining. And, uh, and so we went through this, so we went through this whole weekend and it was, it was fantastic. And I want to just make a little, a little note here about myself. Um, up until this point in my life, I convinced myself that I was this good judge of character. I, I had, I had, I had made mistakes in, in the past, but I had convinced myself that I was a good judge of character. Not only just a good judge of character, but I thought it was like, um, uh, what is it? Like, uh, a sp- like spiritual insight that I had. To, to, yeah, in, in this. And so, um, I, this cured me of that because... <laughs> I was I was so wrong, and I would like um, um, I think God was saying it's lesson time because this isn't this isn't what I want for my people. I don't want my people to judge each other, and, uh, <laughs> and the Bible is full of scripture saying don't judge each other like it's not new this isn't new news and actually not only does it say don't judge each other it says um in corinthians 14 verse 3 but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening encouraging and comfort i was not doing that that as it's kind of obvious but i i find it almost humorous that i that i had this spiritual insight to see the negative things in people like that doesn't just shows my immaturity at the time but anyways um that cured me and actually it had happened a couple times up until that point and this was the final thing and i've i finally was like you know what i'm not a good judge of character i'm actually a bad judge of character because i i've made such epic errors and so I started consulting people if I needed character references because I, I just had lost all faith in my own, uh, own abilities at that time. Um, so anyways, we had this really fantastic weekend uh, playing, playing music, worship. We led worship. Uh, her friend Tim was part of the, part of the worship team. And I don't, I don't remember laughing as hard as I did that weekend before. It was just it was crazy. So we formed this little band, the three of us, and, uh, and um, over the next two years, our relationship, our friendship, just got stronger and stronger. I, uh, you know, we, we led worship together, we were on, we had countless rehearsals with everything, and and she was on my first call list. So whenever something came up or whenever I wanted to do something, Crystal got the call. Like it was, because I knew it was going to be a good time. It was, we were going to have fun. Um, and so uh, our friendship just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And at that two-year mark, I started to get this 
this feeling that maybe Crystal wanted something more than friendship out of this relationship. And I was like, oh, I was like, no, like, shoot. I mean, she's, I'm, I'm going to lose my best friend, you know. Uh, uh, I have never trusted anybody like this. Uh, this is like, you can interject, yeah. I just need to add uh, that in this two-year friendship, our friendship was actually based upon us consulting each other about how uh, we weren't going to date anymore. We didn't have this uh, mentality that, oh, we're, we're going to go out with people. I had never been on a date with anybody. Uh, but I decided that I wasn't going to go on a date until I thought that maybe I could marry this person. And so our friendship was based on us supporting each other in our celibacy and in our like astute we are not dating okay <laughs> like anybody he was a single guy i was a single girl and we were friends and people would often say to me as they do to the girl in the relationship <laughs> what's going on with you and john and i'm telling you it was the hardest two years of my life to to see someone in my life that was such a best friend and i was constantly giving that back to god going I'm, I've said to you, God, that I'm going to not pursue these thoughts of relationships. I'm going to pursue you. And uh, so I kept giving that back to God. But apparently, John saw something. And so I was, uh, I was like, oh, man, this is, I, 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 she's too good a friend to just leave hanging. I respect her too much to just lead her on. Uh, I had never had... A, a friend as good as her at this in my whole life up until this point and uh, and so uh, man I have to address this so I broke her heart and my own in one conversation I just that's how you I, apparently that's how you address stuff like that so um, it's a true story and so I was just I was distraught because now what? Like I had well, let's, let's just clarify. In this conversation, he said that, uh, you know, Crystal, I've been feeling lately as though uh, you'd like our friendship to go in a, in a direction that I'm not comfortable with, and, and I think we should just be friends. And uh, he, he ex explained to me the importance that I was in his life, that I was his best friend, um, that he never wanted anything to change between us, that when All he true. got married, his wife would have to understand who I was in his life because he never... <laughs> no, this is... This is the conversation I was very naive at the time because he never wanted our friendship to change he loved me he said I love you you're my best friend I don't want to lose you these are the things he was saying mm -hmm. to me as he was yeah so of course when you feel that way about somebody obviously you you break their heart <laughs> and uh, and so I did and I broke my own heart at the same time, which isn't usually what happens. Um, so, uh, so I we left that that conversation, and I was very distraught. And so I got on the phone and I called my uh, my wise counsel, and that was my parents at the time. And. Uh, and, I just and, and this was at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was very early or late, depending on how you, you see it. Because this, this was a huge thing for me. Um, and so uh, 
I call I call them. They've been very uh, very faithful, um, wise counsel in, in my life thus far, and so um, I just want to make a little little comment here too. The importance of wise counsel. I would advise everybody here to have somebody that you trust to come with big decisions, to talk to about big decisions. Um, like Crystal did in, in her sermon um, two weeks ago, I'm going to quote myself and say, the counsel you seek often determines the path you take. Hey, okay? Yeah. And it's true. Uh, I sought wise counsel if I would have gone to my friends or some, the world, somebody in the world, I may not have gotten the same counsel. And, uh, and who do I listen to, right? Who do you listen to when you're, when you're looking for advice, when you're looking for wisdom? Who are you seeking out? Because those are the people you're going to follow. So, um, so I, they, they heard my story, and uh, they were like, uh, are you sure this isn't the woman that you want to be with? Because it kind of sounds like it is. And uh, go figure, that was just uh, out of the blue, right? And so I, it, it kind of was in my mind, oddly enough. And so I, uh, I thought, yeah, well, let's, I guess I should consider this m- more. And so I, I spent the, a lot of the night uh, praying about it and trying to seek God in this and came up with a plan that I would give God a week to do a work in me. And uh, yeah, the, week, the week was logical because any longer wouldn't be fair for Crystal, but I wanted to make sure I, I wasn't just jumping on something that wasn't, uh, you know, that was ju- I was just caught up in something. So um, uh, at the, so that, that week uh, we had scheduled engagements it was just before christmas and we were leading worship and we had made plans with friends and we had decided to be friends and we had all of these engagements together yeah so i was like yes the whole time she's like and i was like no (laughs) yeah and so each time uh god would was confirming in me the uh the love i that that i already had for her and so by the end of the week it was Chris, It was clear. No, I was going to say Chris, crystal clear. <laughs> but then, anyway. Um, and so, um, we had a short conversation on that that Sunday. That started our lifelong committed relationship for each other, and we're married ten months later. Yeah, we yeah. dated for five months, and it took us about a month to even hold hands because we had gone from this friendship point to then this, remember, our relationship was based on us encouraging each other that we weren't going to date unless we could see ourselves marrying someone. So our decision that day to date was essentially it was, saying, it was I crazy could see serious, myself yeah. marrying you. Yeah. And so right away we were talking about marriage, and we knew that God had brought us together because we weren't looking necessarily for relationship um, but we were seeking the Lord and I truly believe that he as we were 
both walking our path, that all of a sudden he had us walking together. And that's, that's how he brought us together. And, and I, I, I truly feel that, that uh, we didn't choose each other. Um, as you can see, if we had been left to our own devices, uh, we would never have chosen each other, but that initial impression wasn't there. Uh, but it took God, as we were seeking God, that he lined up our lives to be with each other. So we, that, that's our love story, and it truly is special to us. I don't think you'll hear that anywhere else. <laughs> Um, now, our life, our life may seem like a movie, and, uh, you know, honestly, sometimes I feel like we are living a little bit of a dream. Uh, it feels like God has really blessed us immensely to be given uh, a best friend who not only uh, just believes in you, uh, but then we get to do the thing that thrills our heart the most, which is to uh, play music and to write music together. It just feels unreal. I don't know if you notice throughout the story, every part of our, of our friendship, even before, was, there was music there together. So Yeah, so we, I, I know a lot of couples, um, they come together and, and God gives them a call on their marriage. And uh, we've known without a doubt that that call is music and everything that it entails. And so we're very uh, purposeful. Um, about music, I guess you could uh, say that you know, as a as a missionary couple is called to the mission field, and they're purposeful about lining up their life so that they can follow that call. Um, we are musicianaries, and we line up our life uh, for music. And so we have uh, our ministry at our church. We have our performance band recording, um, and then we've also got our family that we're growing up to be musicians as well. And it just, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really apparent call. Uh, but I wanted to share with you just quickly in the little bit of time that we have left, um, my journey uh, when it comes to, uh, I guess, from where I was when we, when we got married to where I am now. When we got married, uh, I was finishing my final year at Bible school. I went to the same school as Leona Nicholson, uh, Bethany Bible Institute. And uh, I was going to be a worship pastor. I had gone... Does this come out? It's stuck. Um, I hadn't grown up knowing the Mennonite community. I I just grew up in churches. Uh, But I really felt called to go to a Mennonite Bible school. And uh, there I really felt the call to to become a worship pastor. And so I was on fire. And I was ready to take a church. I was 21. (laughs) And I was ready to take a church. And I was going to transform them into worshipers. Okay, see this fire? Uh, and then you mix that with the Mennonite Brethren churches, which is where I applied. And every door was shut <laughs> to me. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, and it was a surprise to me, actually, because I never imagined at all that that would be a door that was maybe shut to me because I was who I am. Um, but, but that was the case. I was 21. I think it was mostly because of my age. I was young. And there just wasn't the opportunity there. And so that dream that was put on my heart to be a worship pastor, I really felt like that was no longer the call on my life, uh, just through circumstances. And so I just became, uh, I think I became like a church secretary for a little while. And uh, then we moved here to Yorkton, and I had kids, had twins, had another kid, had another kid, four kids later. Um, And I woke up one day, and I kind of really felt like 
I didn't know who I was anymore. I think as a mom, <laughs> sometimes uh, maybe that call in your life, you maybe, maybe I'm not the only one in the room who kind of feels like maybe they don't know who they are after you've had kids and you've been in the home for a little bit and you're not sure what your identity is outside of being a mom. And I had completely lost that. I, I used to know. At 21, I was, I was on fire and, and I really felt that I had a call in my life and, and I felt like we had a call on our life to write and record music. And then I woke up one day and it was gone. And I felt very alone and hopeless and lost. And I just cried out to God and I was like, where, where is my place? Who am I? You gave me this dream and it's, nothing's happening. And I, I kind of just gave up. I gave up on my, my dream of, of being a musician. I didn't play piano anymore. I felt like my, um, I didn't play guitar anymore. I, I ended up getting carpal tunnel after I had my babies and I couldn't play my guitar and uh, get pain when I would try to play. And I just felt like it was stolen from me. And so I cried out to God and I was just like, where is my place? And he didn't answer me. I think uh, it was about a five or six month period that I just felt really lost and alone. Um, and then something, something changed. Um, I ended up going to an awakening night at Prairie Harvest Church and there was a, a longer time of worship and I was able to sing again, which I hadn't done for a long time. And I was able to worship, because I don't know, sometimes as a mom, especially of young kids, you go to church, maybe you're late, um, maybe you get there and you just don't feel like you got the chance to connect with God. You, you showed up to church, but maybe you didn't uh, feel the presence of the Lord or, or feel like you had a minute to think about anything other than the many children around you. And, and that was a lot of my life for a few years. And so I finally felt like I had gone to this evening service and I had just, just me, no kids. And I was able to to really worship and to connect with God. And it, it ignited something in me again. It ignited a hope in me. And uh, ironically, at the same time that I was calling out to God in the spring, God was speaking to someone at our church. He's speaking to Pastor uh, Cheryl Klingspawn um, about me. And uh, she is a very prophetic lady, and she isn't quick to move on things, and she took her time before she approached me, but she did approach me and said, I don't know what this means to you, because she didn't know me as a musician. But God is telling me, um, God is telling me that, that uh, you're, you're the one who's, uh, who's supposed to be in, in leadership here at the church. Um, what do you think about that? And um, he was preparing a place for me, and I'd like to just hopefully encourage some of you through this that in that moment that I couldn't see, that I couldn't see a way out, out of where I was in that, that desperation and, and that feeling like I was lost and lonely and, and that I didn't have a purpose, that God was preparing my place even in that time. And, and I, can, I can tell that from my own 
story. I know that always isn't the case, but it's not, it's not just my story. It's also apparent in the Bible and the story of Joseph, where Joseph, you know, the, the, the celebrated child, right, who was betrayed by his brothers and thrown into a pit, right? In that moment of hopelessness and desperation, he didn't see the end result. He didn't see his place at Potiphar's house. He didn't see um, his time in jail. He didn't see then the reward that he would get from being faithful to God in his circumstances. And he didn't see that end where he would become a prince. And, and I really feel like I was supposed to share that with you guys tonight to, to anyone who might be feeling like they're at a place where they can't see God's plan, that, that, that he prepares a place for us and that he's faithful and that he's working for us, he's fighting for us, even when we don't always see him in that moment. And um, now I am a worship pastor. It feels like it's been a long journey to, to get me here now at 20, almost 18 years later. Um, I, I, I'm finally in, in that place and, it, and, and God, God's hand is, is, is in my life as, as he's brought me from that, that first fire that he ignited in me at, at 2021 to, to now. I'm, I'm able to live out that dream and it's, it's obviously um, something that, that he's put a call on our life to do. Um, so if you're in that place where maybe God put a dream on your heart and uh, you're not living that out, I just encourage you to, to seek the Lord and, and to trust that he's going to bring you to that place that he promised.